Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the, must not take yourself too seriously, and 6-1 since that matters, and what do I even say other than, hey? <sighs> well, that's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble. With exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. Season 2 of the Pat and JT Podcast. Oh Exclusively on the Herd App Media Network. Oh my gosh. Okay, so here we are again, day two of No Pat. This is Pat Free Radio. Pat Free Radio. (laughs) Pat Free Podcast, No Pat Podcast. He's listened. I think he's listened. I'm not sure. Um, Yesterday... We had Heidi in for the for the episode yesterday, and uh, he he all he said was he needs to listen to it, and because she made some reference, what did she refer? Oh, and also the title got him. Yeah, that's what it was. It was now, the title. The title is what what threw him off because it was about dog hair giving away dog hair for free. <laughs> you gotta listen to the episode. But anyway, so Rihanna's in today. Hello, Sasha's here today. So we're gonna just talk about I don't know. Well, obviously Rihanna always brings a great conversation oh thank you you always do and people love having <laughs> you on so it's it's always great but we were just kind of off before the podcast started how do we get talking I about asked Sasha what her background was in creating you guys have met like media. two times three times oh uh, yes like our third time. yeah I keep yeah. I keep not wanting you guys to know each other every time you come in <laughs> you guys know each other yes they know each other so anyway so you were asked, talking yeah, about I just her asked background her, how did she get into this and she she started telling me you know how she chose this so yeah. and then we just all I just found out something I didn't know about you, though, too. Which part? <laughs> <laughs> that what you went to school for originally. Oh, yeah. I, when I, right when I got out of high school, I went, I like took the summer off and I was in college. Okay. Um, but I had chosen to go to school for nuclear medicine technology. Usually that doesn't come out of a radio person's mouth. <laughs> I was just thinking, how smart are you? Like, the the and math I, and the science. Yeah. I loved the math and the mm-hmm. science part when I was actually going to school for it and then I shadowed it because it was a requirement halfway through and I hated it because yeah. it was boring right the actual job was boring Most, well, thank god you you did, did that and that should be halfway through you had time still it should be yeah. a requirement I mean you should I have so to even before you go to school and yeah. pay you know they should say okay what is it that you think you're you're trying to get your what's your goal all right, let's yeah. go take a look. And like they do that with some of the radio kids. They'd have them come in, but they always have them come in with the people that are on the air. Right. It's like, well, okay. And that looks fun. Right. Yeah, Everyone wants fun. to be on the radio. Exactly. <laughs> yeah, they don't show you all the stuff that goes on on the backside. It's like, oh, Which is a lot. God, it's a lot. <laughs> it's a lot. But it's the fun part. I think the back side yeah. of radio and broadcasting is the fun it's part. It's where the smoke and mirrors is. Right. And then you have to make it happen on the air. Yeah. Right. So there, there's both sides have creativity. Yes. Lots of creativity yes. to it. It is. It's a lot of fun. Yeah. And usually science and math people aren't incredibly creative. So it's mm-hmm. you're, you are very special. You have like it, this. Right. It worked out. Business. I actually got. So how I got into broadcasting. Yes. <laughs> I was I was at a concert. I was standing in the back of the room watching a football game mm-hmm. at a concert. <laughs> and what concert was this? It had to have been boring. It was, it was one of my favorite bands, but they oh. weren't up yet. Oh, it was the opening acts, okay. which so I'm sorry. Like, I'm going sorry, back. Guys. I'll be back here. Yeah. <laughs> Got it. But the uh, Sophia Iowa Western mm-hmm. 
Like Sophia Sophia John. John. Yeah. I love her. She, I, she, when she first started so in I radio, kn- I was at the Eagle when she first started. Yeah. Her family has a restaurant in Lincoln. Yeah. And her family, and I'm, I'm not trying to tell tales out of school, but they weren't happy, or her father, I think, in particular, wasn't happy she wasn't going in the family business. Yeah. And she was working overnights at the Eagle in Lincoln. I yeah. love her because I yeah. am a huge music fan. I used to be called um, Rock Barbie because <laughs> I was all blonde and looked all perfect and would go to these metal concerts. Like, yeah, I've yeah. seen everything from Manson to... Uh, cannibal corpse to, yeah yeah um, yeah freaking dixie chicks right like right. i just love life <laughs> me music. too me yeah too. and so i had always um email sophia i'm like hey have you heard this band have mm. you heard this band like she's I, just yeah. like the sweetest person. i tried to yeah. tell her about this band called Saul that's out of um sioux city and now mm. they're finally making it pretty big and i was like sophia you gotta yeah. come to a show with me she's <laughs> right. she's so awesome she's just fantastic that's that's great yeah i was i'm so happy for her because yeah. when i met her that was in the early 90s mm-hmm. and then to see, and I I was gone then for a number of years, and then to hear the position she was in at Iowa Western, I was like, yeah, whoa, She's perfect the glue for over her. There. Yeah. That's She's perfect the glue. for her, absolutely. Yeah. Okay, so you, so Sophia show. was at that show. <laughs> yeah, well, my the guy that I, I have my roommates that I live with, one of them was her best friend, mm. and she was like, Sasha, I swear, every single time I see you out and about or at a concert, you are constantly watching sports. You do realize we have a sports media program at Iowa Western, right? Like you can do <laughs> this as thinking. a job. <laughs> yeah, and I was like. What? what? And she probably said it. <laughs> and I really like had that. it because I'm a female. And, and in Nebraska, <laughs> at, especially at that time, yeah. you didn't see women yeah. in sports. You were, in, you really in see Nebraska. women or really saw women in radio. Yeah. And I mean, so, just in general, you, you might have a weathered person yeah. that, that would pop in. Or they were the sidekick. Right. They were yeah. like Giggles McGee sitting over here. Well, you know, I and it's like you, that wasn't was, appealing. Yeah. I was in journalism right out of yeah. high school. And I worked at the Omaha World Herald. I, I did like the Friday night scoreboard. Yeah. Um, cool. And it, I was the only woman. And mm-hmm. you could tell it wasn't, they weren't. <laughs> <laughs> right. This is a long time ago, yeah. you know, but it was, the, you could tell they weren't huge fans. The boys club. Yeah. Yeah. Yes, it totally. was. And sadly, a long time ago, but not that long ago. Oh, right. it's 98, 99. Really? But it yeah. felt, it feels like a long time ago. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> right. Especially when yeah. this year has lasted 10, <laughs> 10 years. <laughs> okay, so you, so yeah. Sophia plants the seed. Yeah. And yeah. so uh, then I started looking into it and I was like, I mean... Yeah. Why not? Why and then not? when I got there, I split my degree in half. Most people either go radio or go full on TV. Mm-hmm. I just split it in half because I didn't want to pigeonhole myself. Right. I wanted to be able to do both. Yep. It's really which has actually really helped me out. Now. The path that I went on, which is which crazy is and windy. Crazy. It is. It really is. <laughs> yeah. and, and to this point coming into podcasting, all of that is necessary. Right. But you yeah, made a crazy. really interesting comment. You said, I, I was kind of old when I figured out what I wanted to do yeah. when I grew up. You were 25. <laughs> yeah. And I yeah. made a comment, oh, I was 36 when I decided finally what I want to be when I grow up. And it was well, the universe showed me. It wasn't mm-hmm. like yeah. how I chose it. You know what I mean? Isn't that so, crazy? Oh, no, but yeah. it's sad that we feel like 25 is old yeah. for you to figure out what I, it is you really want to be doing. I was 23. And it was old, and it was old because most people that got into radio got into radio when they were fourteen or fifteen. Right, and they were guys. Yeah, and so everybody you talk to is like, "Well, I've been doing this since I was a sophomore in high school, Interesting. or something." Like, and I'm like, "What?" And I was in college, but didn't know what I wanted to do, and so ne- that did not pay off that way. It paid mm-hmm. off in the sense that I took a lot of real general classes. Yeah, so I knew a lot about a little, a few <laughs> things, but a little about a lot or something uh-huh. like that. But anyway, <laughs> I was also. Um, showing horses and horse shows and rodeos in Arizona, and I was a uh, rodeo queen for Phoenix oh, Rodeo. That's yeah. cool. So you traveled, and then you did interviews, right? Mm-hmm. And so I would go to all these radio stations yeah. across the West, 
like the western third of the country and be on radio shows and interviewed and talking about the Phoenix Rodeo and so you're like this ambassador right and so my last interview was with a radio station in Phoenix KNIX W. Stephen Martin was the morning guy and he was interviewing me we get done he's like he's like the king of radio down there he'd been mm-hmm. around forever and we get done and he's kind of sitting there like he reminds me of Gary Saddlemeyer in a sense if you think of him um here on KFAB yeah like he's been there forever right and everybody <laughs> knows him and they all love him and anyway we get done and he's just sitting there he says so what are you going to do when you're when you hang up your crown you know it's the end of, end of your reign because I was getting ready to be over with and I'm like don't know good question <laughs> you know um <laughs> I thought about maybe going into working in promotions for one of the major sponsors for PRCA, which is the Professional Rodeo Cowboys Association. So I was like, okay, maybe Stetson or mm-hmm. something like that, right? Don't know. And he says, well, you might want to think about going into radio. You make money? <laughs> <laughs> I didn't know people. Yeah. I mean, seriously, because I'm thinking you pay to go do this. I yeah. mean, it just never dawned on me that people got paid to do this. Uh-huh. And so that's how I got started. And then I got my internship. Yeah. Yeah. Awesome. yeah. And so that, that was not planned and it turned out to be, this is yes. Well, yeah. and from yeah. a spiritual point of view, it's synchronicity, right? So we made these agreements with these people before we incarnated. So Sophia agreed to plant that seed for you before you yeah. even got wow. there. And then that man agreed to, you know, so we, we yeah. have these moments, these experiences where we cross each other's plays and we, we plant seeds or we have just the right information or we encourage them, whatever it is. So yeah, that's yeah. It, if, pretty if, cool if that, that had hadn't happened that for, for both of us. Mm-hmm. If that moment hadn't happened, a different direction. I have no idea where. Right, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> not a Zero clue. clue. Because things were not according to plan up to that point for me. Everything was just kind of like whatever. happening and I'm like, okay. Yeah. Let's see where this goes. And didn't really have a plan. I had zero plan. <laughs> I dropped out of college and then I was like, well, I guess I'm randomly moving to Minneapolis and sleeping on my mom's couch. Yeah. Cool. Right? <laughs> so, so the difference between you when you were a kid, and we kind of touched on this uh, at one mm-hmm. point, was that when you're a kid, you're asked what you want to be when you grow up. Mm-hmm. That's a tough question because I, you have such a limited scope of what the possibilities are. Yeah. yeah. I, th- I think it's, I think we are hurting our children by asking them, what do you want to be when you grow up? So I have nine-year-old twin girls and I asked them, what problem do you want to solve or how do you want to show up in the world? I love that. Yeah. So that is that, that hard for them. Like, do they know, do they recognize the problems? No, but on a it, very simplistic level. I don't think they really do, but mm-hmm. what I'm trying to do is expand their yeah. awareness and get them to ask questions. Um, you know, like, so for instance, I opened a business and I was telling my kids, you can open a business too, or you can be a teacher, you can like, whatever you want to do. And, um, and my daughter, Victoria, she's very type A, she is the boss. And she's like, I'm going to open a salon and I'm going to make people feel beautiful. And, um, I just laugh because it, you know, She's just like, she is the boss. She's going to be a CEO of some sort. Was she born first? I'm just, I got to no, ask. She's That's born. okay. Cause they always say <laughs> that. So right? she, so I did in vitro and, um, and I got, I transferred to embryos and I got both. So in the belly, Victoria was baby a, but okay. she was actually pulled out second wow. during the C-section. Okay. But I think she adopted the personality mm-hmm. of baby a, <laughs> <laughs> she's my type a, like she's going to 
if we make it till she goes to college, it'll be a miracle. <laughs> like we're <laughs> constantly butting heads. Mm-hmm. But yeah. my daughter London was like, um, I said, what, what, uh, what are you going to do to help people? And she's like, people, I'm going to help the animals. I'm like, <laughs> Good okay. Girl. So they're already thinking about it. And I think that really helps to expand wow. their world and their awareness and what else is possible for them. It's true. It is yeah. true. And you were, you talked to about I mean, for kids, they want their expectations are so different than what what ours were even twenty years ago. Oh yeah, my like, expectations as yeah. an adult are different than five years ago. <laughs> so like yeah. asking a kid what you want to be when you grow yeah. up, like well, I think and that's we an impossible about, question for them to answer. I know. And it's so di- and it ch- is constantly changing. Oh, yeah. Like so much. What faster. we talked about the YouTube. YouTube stars now. Yeah. That's what yours said. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Like, I my be stepson a was like, I want to be a YouTube star. He was like, you are eight. <laughs> no, my, at the time when we asked my, it. my children take my cell phone constantly I'm always mm-hmm. finding videos of them recording themselves doing just the mundane things yeah. of life and mm-hmm. they really think somebody would be interested in watching they right. be, because they, there they, are they people are, are, because they yeah. watch it and yeah. I'm just like you guys need to get outside more <laughs> like, right. what is going on here isn't it crazy too I was just talking to a friend of mine yesterday and he was it, it was it was coming down we were just having a plain phone call and I said, you know, it's so weird. I haven't just had a phone call in so long because everything's Teams yeah. or Zoom or messaging or voice to text or whatever. And he says, I know, I just, I miss that. He says, do you, he says, do you remember when we had phones that that's all you could do on them is call? <laughs> right. And you'd run out of minutes, you know? And, and I said, I know. And then they, then, then it got to the point where you had some data and then you could do texting and then you had the kids and everybody's arguing going, well, now wait, do we want the kids to have cell phones? Uh, that, that's too, they're too young to have cell phones. And now mm-hmm. it's just a given. Every kid's got to have a cell phone. He says, I, no, have to, see, I had I, to give my kids cell phones because I wanted to get rid of the landline. They couldn't call the cops if they didn't have a phone. Right. So I had to get them a cell phone mm-hmm. if we got rid of the landline. If they're home alone. I, see, I haven't yeah. crossed that. My kids are nine. And they keep asking me for a phone. They keep telling me about all their friends that have a mm-hmm. phone. I'm like, listen, I am very aware of the culture and the, um, like the culture, the mean girls, the, mm-hmm. how oh my their, God. how their self esteem is yeah. going to be impacted by social media because yeah. we see it as adults. There is no way in how my children mm-hmm. are having a phone. Like it's just not happening. How so, old? We- how old will they be when they get one? Oh, I don't know. Like, I'm hoping, <laughs> I'm hoping like 15. I mean, we, I know that's, yeah. that's crazy. But like, I, I just think, think with, right. especially with all the apps yeah. that um, are pedophilia playgrounds, oh, like, traps. I just don't trust it. So I actually raised my kids like it's 1986. Right. They don't even have <laughs> a, 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 like a, like a whatever tablet um, like a tablet yeah, yeah thank you they don't even have a tablet in my yeah. house they use my phone and my laptop every once in a while but interesting we are very like not 1986 maybe 1990 <laughs> <laughs> uh, <laughs> like we yeah. didn't want um my stepson to have a phone until he middle school just because he's out of district of where we live yeah he exactly. needed to yeah. have a phone but please believe that phone is on lockdown. I he does not is. have social media. And we have an app on there that he has to ask permission for any app that's put on his phone. Mm-hmm. Right. I that's don't, good. it's kids at that age are so fragile anyway. Mm-hmm. Like we just, it's like, why introduce another layer of mm-hmm. potential 
crap. It's, it's, it's life, it's just, you know? An, it's just another way for somebody I to get in, a lot their of people, in their world. Yeah, yeah, I think a lot of people think it's convenience, like just give them yeah. the phone and and maybe it's That's even the, a babysitter sometimes. See, but it really does, yeah. the, the fallout for me isn't worth it, you know? Yeah. And my kids will download a game and I'll look at it and I'm like, this looks scary. Like, what is this introducing to you? You yeah. know, and I'll yeah. delete it. And I'm not perfect, but I'm really trying to do everything I can to... Um, to protect them for as long as possible because, yeah, absolutely. you know, I, and I posted this on Facebook. Like I was just looking at pictures of myself from yeah. when they were, when I was my children's age and I just lost it. I cried really hard because I wasn't given the opportunity to be a kid, mm-hmm. you know? And so I, I just, I guess I protect that like crazy with right. these yeah. two, you know? Right. And the things that you hear about, and you wonder about how things impress upon them because like, and and I've read the stuff about some of the movies, Disney movies, et cetera, that there, there are other symbolism that's going on in there. Mm-hmm. And one of the movies that fascinates me is Monsters, Inc. Mm-hmm. Because it literally is a story about a city that's run on the fear of children. Mm-hmm. They have yeah. to make kids scream to keep their, right? Uh-huh. Right. When you think about that. Yeah. <laughs> right. It's like, wait, yeah. what are we saying? But then you think about most nursery rhymes. Oh, yeah. Yeah. They're dark. They They're really dark. dark. <laughs> I mean, the brothers Grimm were evil. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Interesting. Interesting. So anyway, this was, we didn't even intend to go down this yeah, road. But we did, and I'm glad we did. So uh, let's start over. What do you What do you have got for us today, girl? <laughs> start over. Right? I know. Or uh, part two. Part two. Right. Part two. <laughs> I don't, you know, I was just thinking this morning, it's like, what am I going to talk about? And because for me, it's like very much just everybody hold the line and everything's working out. I know you can't see it, but it's, it's working out and astrologically great historical changes are happening in December. There's things that we haven't seen in hundreds and hundreds of years. And so it might, again, it might feel like chaos, but change always, you know, chaos always precedes change. So that's fair and it it you know mm-hmm. just mm-hmm. and I was thinking like what could we do to just really survive and then I was like no no not survive but like thrive during the holidays because right. I think people just get into this mode of like what it should look like and what they should be doing and I just created this list of like eight or nine things like what people could do to really enjoy the holiday season with more ease mm-hmm. and I thought maybe we could just go Let's through that and bounce our ideas off so the first one was um uh if it's not a hell yes it's a hard no yeah think about that so how many times a day do we do something because we think we should or it makes somebody's life give easier in. or you just give in but we are losing our life force energy by doing things when we are dragging our feet about it if it doesn't light us up Mm-hmm. We are losing life force energy doing it. Mm-hmm. So I really recommend, like, before you say yes, check in. Is this a hell yes? If it's not, it's it's a hard no. No, I've, I've yeah. kind of embraced just, like, my general routine even because I used mm-hmm. to begrudgingly have to do certain chores. And now it's like, you know what, let's just – this is just part of your day. Mm-hmm. This is what you got, things you got to do. So let's try and find a little bit of spark in doing this mm-hmm. and – it just changed, it shifted everything for me. Well, something I do is mm-hmm. um, I change the verbiage to I get to. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So there's days where I wake up and I'm so tired and I just want to go to bed. It's like, oh, I have to go to work. And it's like, no, I get to go to work. And it, I really mean yes. that. You know My I mean? um, waking up in the morning is every morning is just a, like a short list of thank yous. Mm-hmm. There's, there's just that little attitude of gratitude, a little thankful list that you throw out there. Yeah. Yeah. 
just like, okay, just sit and think for a second. I'm so fortunate I get to blank, you know, or mm-hmm. I have my dog and then mm-hmm. I got my cat. And, you know, just like, just those little checkoffs because this season is going to be so different. Thanksgiving was so different. Mm-hmm. Families didn't get together like you wanted. And just kind of being, yes, in the moment and, and appreciative. And that's actually on my list. Start your day off with gratitude. Awesome. So there's so many times where my alarm will go off and I'll just sit there for a couple of minutes in the quiet and just list the things that I am grateful for. And and I think when people think gratitude, it's like, oh, I, I don't, you know, it doesn't have to be big and fancy. It could be I have clean towels. The mm-hmm. lights turn on when I flip the switch. I have hot water. I have food in the cupboards. Yeah. And when you start to line up all those things that you're grateful for, so much more to be grateful for flows into your into yeah. your life. So, absolutely. <laughs> I, well, I it's it's hard to I find it difficult sometimes, like to just change the habits. Mm-hmm. It's just little stuff like that. Yeah, and it and it could change your whole entire day around. So instead of waking up grumpy, you're just. Mm-hmm. Well, and it's, and it's a lot of the times it's, um, when you are in automatic mode, mm-hmm. you aren't even conscious of your thought patterns or the decisions or the habits. Right. And so really, um, and I've said this before, but, um, it's on the list again, it's find ways to spend time in the quiet. Um, yeah. you know, even if you can drive in the quiet or, um, I know a lot of mothers are like Rana. There literally is no time to get quiet, <laughs> and right. um, and so there's days where if it's been a crazy weekend, I'll put my noise canceling headphones on my yeah. head and I'll just sit yeah. in my bed for ten minutes and do just, you not just breathe. Do you not just feel like it? Just feels like mm-hmm. things just wash off yeah. of you when you're just in the quiet. And like listening for things that it's like, what is that? Well, I didn't know I could hear that. Mm -hmm. Your central nervous system needs time to decompress. Mm -hmm. If you're always in fight or flight mode, that increases the cortisol, which is increasing the stress levels, which is making you feel frazzled. And that quiet time, even if it's just five minutes, Mm -hmm. decompresses the entire central nervous system. And yeah, you become aware of the habits or the thoughts you, you you see things that you've never seen before. And you always do this. You bring up something that always like resonates with something I just recently saw. And I, and it was, and it's something, right. It's crazy. (laughs) But talking about like in the morning when you say your thank yous, it's Mm -hmm. like, that's your prayer. That's when you're talking to whoever it is that you want to talk to. But meditation is when you listen. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And if you don't shut up (laughs) and just let everything be quiet, you don't allow anything to come in. Yeah, I just posted that. So prayer is when you are talking to the universe or Mm -hmm. to God, and meditation is when you are actually listening. So how many times are we having one-way conversations? Then we're like, God's not answering my prayers. It's like, did you listen? Did you take time to listen to? And and that's something, I just had a conversation with my kiddo who said, God doesn't talk to me. And I'm like, he does. And let me explain this. So she's listening for a voice, right? Yeah, right. Like, London. <laughs> <laughs> and it's actually an, an impression on you. Yeah. Energetically, you sense it, and then you translate the answer. And she says things that it's so clear God is talking to her. Mm-hmm. But she didn't realize how. And so something that we've done, I, I implement 30-minute quiet times. Like if people are frazzled and if we're just like, okay, everybody go to your corner. We're going to start a 30-minute timer and everybody just do something that is 
gentle and easy and quiet. So for those moms who are like, it's chaos all the time, could you implement a 15-minute quiet time? Could you require like something like that? Or if they're off playing and the TV is still on, do you need the TV on? Can you flip it off? And just find ways to minimize the noise so that your central nervous system can can decompress. Yeah, it's like not even music, mm-hmm. not nothing. Mm-hmm. Just yeah. anyone can do anything for 5, 10, or 15 yeah. minutes. And it's all helpful. Mm-hmm. Yeah. All helpful. Energy-wise, lately, things have been crazy. Remember last time, I don't know if I talked to you this last time, but I was having like crazy dreams. Mm-hmm. I mean, just wild, crazy stuff. This last couple, three days, the best dreams ever. Nice. I mean, crazy good like seeing people in my dreams or a pet that I that I lost a long time ago Mm -hmm. right and and it was like oh my gosh you know and and just in color and things were being transformed like it was a house and and they started tearing the roof off and they were putting on a new roof Mm -hmm. nice and I know that was a good thing I sensed it it was a good there was no it wasn't it wasn't dread but it's like all of a sudden it's like all these great dreams the last two or three nights nice awesome is yeah that was another thank you because those other dreams sucked. <laughs> I was like, what am I dreaming? Right. Yeah, it was crazy. Yeah, yeah there's, um, and it's really hard to say because there is so much going on energetically. Like it might be you, it might be the collective you're feeling. I feel like there's big ups mm-hmm. and downs right now um, energetically. And so some, di- some days people are flying high and the other days they tank and they're blaming themselves for mm-hmm. it. And it's just the energy. And that's why why I thought today we had to talk about ways to just get more even keel, right? Yeah. And 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 that's what's happening is just there's so much change happening. But it's nice. Globally. I, yeah, and it's I, not just I about notice us. it now, though. See, that's the other thing, too. Give me two years ago, I wouldn't have really paid attention. Mm-hmm. It just would have been whatever. Or I probably wouldn't have remembered. Mm-hmm. That's the other side of it, too. I never used to remember my dreams. Yeah. yeah. I, I don't really often remember mm-hmm. my dreams either, but... Um, it's, I, I know that I'm often like doing things. I'm working in that, in the astral and at nighttime True. and there's, <laughs> which is fascinating to, to me. See, so, yeah. But, um, so back to the list, just a couple more things sure, that ahead. I, that I think were really important right now is, um, take time to do things that bring you joy without feeling guilty. So I had a client who is a business owner and she has a newer baby at home and she stayed on the couch for several hours and just snuggled the baby. And then she beat herself up for it. And she's like, I should be doing this and I should be doing this. And if we could just kill some of the shoulds Mm -hmm. and really just remember that we are here to enjoy the human experience. So to do things that bring us joy, whether it's blaring the music for a little bit and dancing or snuggling longer or um, watching something that makes you laugh or buying the nice sheets because it just feels good on your skin, like really find ways to enjoy Mm -hmm. the human experience And then I think for a lot of um, people, it's letting yourself off the hook. And you don't have to be everything for everyone. Mm. (laughs) So that one's hard, Mm -hmm. I think. It is hard, especially for females. There's something Mm. in there. Mm. But um, I think what I want to point out is that there's a lot of people that um, aren't experiencing their full journey that they agreed to do because you are out there saving them, quote unquote, saving them. So let's say somebody got into a pickle and you rush in and you're going to save the day and you're going to fix it because you love them and that's who you are. What if you are keeping them from a lesson that they need to learn? 
Mm-hmm. Or what if they're, that is their karma showing up <laughs> and they need to work through it? See, that makes, takes you back to like helicopter parents. Yeah. When people would get so mad at peop- the, the parents that were just like constantly over their kids, I don't think they could put their finger on it exactly, but I think it's along those lines. It's like you want the kids to experience good and bad mm-hmm. because they're going to grow from both. Right. Right? And so you grow more from failure than you do <clears throat> success. Yeah. yeah. And mm-hmm. it's where and it's and it's where can you empower them right. to save themselves right. or to help themselves? You know what I mean? Exactly. So I'm sure there's plenty of times where I just look like this cold mother, and it's like, <laughs> and I'm, you know, like we were just anything broken. I just saw the face Do over I need there. To cut she's, it off. She's like cold mother. Let's talk. <laughs> but it's I I my kids I've know said, I'm very loving, but I won't swoop in and and try yeah. to fix everything. It's like. And they'll say things like, mom, I don't know how. I'm like, well, let's critically think through this. Yeah. Like what, what other solutions are there? You right. Know? Or, or how do I? Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know? Yeah. So I try to empower them. And I think as women, we need to remember <laughs> not to save everybody. That, I, I say that one's hard because it was hard for me <laughs> to mm-hmm. stop doing that. Mm-hmm. I, I honestly, the phrase that I say the most anymore is I feel like the squelcher of joy (laughs) (laughs) because I'm not, I'm not going to just make stuff up to make you feel better. Mm -hmm. This is how it is. You're going to have to figure this out. When you talk about your stepson too, how old was he when you first met him? Three. So you, you've basically been with him through, uh, I mean, a lot of stuff, but the first three years. So that, that was all new to you. Yes. Oh, oh yeah, because you would have been, you would have yeah. been pretty young. Yeah, you would have been late twenties, so right? Mid twenties. Yeah. Yep. Um, yeah. it's been ten years. That yeah. would have been, been challenging together, so. to be stepmom at that age. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> there was one day that I was thinking of specifically. He needed to wear gym shoes because it was gym day. But he did not want to wear them. He wanted to wear flip flops, uh-huh. and I'm like, "No, you're wearing your gym shoes." Mm-hmm. <laughs> He was crying on the way to school and I called his dad and I'm like, I don't know. He goes, just take him home and let him do the flip flops. He'll figure out why he needs to wear his gym shoes. And I was like, oh, okay. Okay. Which is, yeah. which is true. <laughs> yeah. Which is true. It's like the kid who, if they forget their homework, it's like, well, I can't run it to you today because yeah. I'm busy. Yep. You needed to, it was setting out for you and you were, I told you to grab it, you know, yep. that kind of thing. Instead of swooping in and rushing down and yeah. taking him their homework. And because, now that he's yeah. a teenager, it's mm-hmm. like, he'll be like, oh, I don't know how. I'm like, well, then you can ask me how. To show you, mm-hmm. I'll show you how to do it, but I'm not going to do it for you. Mm-hmm. You got to know how to do this. Or stuff. you can Google YouTube. Exactly. And look at your YouTube influencer. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. What <laughs> are your favorite YouTube? But star. how much time did you spend <laughs> trying to save and fix? And I think women. I just it's anybody, any parent. I'm sure feels you know like they just want the best for their kid and mm-hmm. they want all the things that sure. they didn't have. But where are you? Where can you empower them? And mm-hmm. and that not only teaches them but it saves you and yeah. your life force and your energy and and will create more ease and joy in both of your I lives I think it in teaches you as the person patience mm-hmm. too because you I think a lot of time, well and especially it's 2020 so like mm-hmm. patience is ugh yeah. but I feel like it forces you to have to be patient because like the person like You're, you want to take control your, of it right, and for your convenience you just let me just do it yep but right? you can't do that because then that <laughs> teaches them, well, if I just frustrate someone enough, I'll get what I want. Yeah. Because mm-hmm. by doing the other side too, they also gain a sense of, uh, there, there's a, a pride thing. Yes. In being able to do things and figure it out themselves. Yep. Uh, once they figure out, well, I can't 
just get her to do it for me. <laughs> yep. So, <laughs> and then, then you take great pride in the fact that I'll figure it out. And if I can't figure it out, then I'll go to the next step, but mm-hmm. I'll figure it out. There's something, that's what you're instilling in them. Mm-hmm. That's a some independence. Independence. Mm-hmm. Yep. Really good one. That's a great list, girl. Yeah. Thanks. There's anything there, else you want to yeah, add? Yeah, just um, little things like stopping and taking a few big deep breaths. And if you can get outside and take a few big deep breaths. That's my favorite thing is to step outside in the sun, even if it's cold yeah. outside, but just mm-hmm. the sun on your face. Mm-hmm. <sighs> deep breath. Yes. Yeah. I think you're one of the first people that ever said, too, just to get your feet in the sand or get your feet yeah. in the grass. It's yeah. so important to kick your shoes off and do that because yeah. it's always felt right. I just never realized what the purpose was, mm-hmm. and it is a connection, and you, yeah. don't, you don't realize that there's a reason why that feels good. And it's reconnecting to your body. So often we are in run, run, red mode and in fight or flight mode, and it's just stopping and breathing and reconnecting and releasing the stress. Like this mm. um, last weekend, my kiddos and I t- um, tried to build a gingerbread house. I saw that. <laughs> I saw the pictures. Oh, it was so bad. It was so bad. I mean, we bombed at awesome. it. I don't know how this freaking roof sits <laughs> on these tiny little things. And how does it stay? Yeah. yeah, but we were so bad at it. And at one point, my daughter, Victoria, was just like, everybody breathe. <laughs> just breathe. And she knew we needed to reset. And yeah. it, was, mm-hmm. um, it was really funny to watch. So breathing, getting outside. diffusing lavender in the house is a really good one right now but I think Mm -hmm. just being really mindful of what is necessary and what can you delegate and then where can you empower other people Mm -hmm. and again going back to if it is not a hell yes it has to be a hard no Done. Just in just in general in life. Yeah. (laughs) Overall preservation right there. There you go. (laughs) Thank you, Rihanna. Thank you for having me. Awesome. Where they find you? Rihannamaze.com. Thanks, guys. (laughs) Bye, everybody. Uh, Rate, subscribe, review. I can't tell you all that stuff. That's Pat's part. I gotta get him to write that (laughs) down. Everywhere. Right? It's everywhere. (laughs) It's Pat and JT. Pat and JT podcast. A Huda Media Production.